Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It feels good to be back on radio after over a week away from radio for Barry and Chris. Just a couple of days, but it always seems like a lifetime when you're away (laughs) and the world of sport is pumping as it was this past weekend. Good evening, Zimbabwe. Your team is in studio and what a show we've got lined up for you on Manic Monday. On the home front, FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza steered clear of counting his chickens before they hatch after Walter Musona scored at the death of continue the defending champions march towards a fourth league title in a row following a thrilling 3-2 win against Highlanders at Barberfield Stadium yesterday in international sports South Africa's David Miller says that they are feeling really confident ahead of the T20 World Cup this month despite their series loss to India and in around the world in 60 we have updates from Australia the United States and Singapore in the Castle Lager World Football Report we kick off in the Premier League where Phil Foden says everything clicked for Manchester City as his hat trick together with Erling Haaland's uh, saw the citizens dish out a derby day thrashing to Manchester United, halting any talk of rejuvenation from their rivals with a thumping 6-3 win. In Serie A, Roma defender Chris Smalling said he was pleased to be on the score sheet as his header in the second half helped his side seal a 2-1 victory at Inter Milan. Now, if Chris Smalling scores against you, you're definitely going to lose. <laughs> and in La Liga, Real Madrid defender Antonio Rudiger says they should have won after Karim Benzema missed a penalty, uh, a late penalty, as Los Blancos dropped points for the first time this season when they were held by 10-man Osasuna, one all at the Bernabeu. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's give you a local sports news roundup. Starting off with some cricket news where Zimbabwe women's under-19 cricket team lost their second match of the prep series against South Africa by 104 runs at Willowmore Park B Field in South Africa yesterday. Batting first, South Africa posted a total of 179 all out in their 20 overs and Zimbabwe could only manage 75 for 9 in their 20 overs. South Africa lead the five-match series 2-0. Head over to some rugby news. Matabeliland Warriors dominated the Bulawayo tennis side rugby tournament Round one played at Hartsfield Rugby Grounds after convincingly winning all their games. In the first match, Ruben Kempis scored coached Warriors overcame Highlanders 12-7 before thumping Bulldogs 24-zip to make it two out of two wins. The tournament was, however, not short of drama as the fourth team, Old Miltonians, walked out of their fixture against Bulldogs in the second half of the match due to player movement disputes. Little bit wild happening in rugby <laughs> <No>, there. <wow. laughs> we'll finish off with some golf news. Zimbabwe's young amateur golfer 
golf team might have missed out on a podium finish at the All Africa Amateur Golf Team Championships in Egypt, but Zimbabwe Golf Association believe there is every reason to be optimistic about the future of local golf. The local team, which was the youngest in the continental competition, played in Egypt's resort town of Algona settled for sixth position out of the 15 participating nations. The young side was captained by the gifted 16-year-old rising star Keegan Schutter, who overcame food poisoning to finish in a tie for sixth position on the individual board. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyahunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. The perfect moment certainly came together for Norman Mapeza out at Barberfields and he is stopped short of counting his chickens before they hatch after Walter Musona scored at the death to continue the defending champions march towards a fourth league title in a row following a thrilling 3-2 win against Highlanders at BF yesterday. The Platinum Miners also handed Borsa coach Baltimore Brito a second defeat of the season and the first at Barberfields in in his 12 games so far. Let's hear from the victorious coach, Norman Mapeza. It was a good game of football. If you look at uh, the opportunity we had in the first half, through three good clicker chances, but at the end of the day, you know, we've got guys like Tando, they're still young, they're still learning. In the second half, I think our defending wasn't all, 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 all up to, to scratch. If you look at the goals we considered, they're all coming from crosses. You know, that's an area I think we've been working on. And uh, I'm happy at the end of the day, you know, the guys worked so hard, you know, getting that, uh, that, uh, that, that winning goal in the last few seconds of the game. It shows where we're coming from and where we're heading to. And, you know, we are, we are taking the game as it comes. We're not thinking much about the points tally. Now our much focus is on, the, on our game against the rentals. Then we keep moving. We keep moving. We don't want to, don't want to put ourselves under pressure because of who's coming behind us. But what is important is for us to stay focused. To remain, uh, to remain uh, united, to keep working hard and see how we finish off the season. See. Walter Masona scoring a free kick deep into stoppage time and of course uh, that uh, put paid to any chances that Highlanders had of getting a point uh, from that uh, game and maintaining that uh, brilliant record under Baltimore Brito at Barberfield Stadium in the studio with the former Warriors International, former Caps United striker and Golden Boot winner Alois Bunjira. Alois, one of the better games that we've watched this season. I mean, it was thrilling, it was entertaining it had drama, it had controversy, and it had five goals for the fans to enjoy. Yeah, it was actually uh, a very good uh, advert for Zimbabwean football on the pitch. That is the football that we saw uh, on uh, on the day. Uh, yeah, the drama part, uh, and unfortunately, some of it embarrassing. It was not good. <laughs> but uh, all in all, I, th- I think it all made for 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 a good for fine spectacle. Yeah, yeah, it was a spectacle. In the end, in the end, you can actually walk, come back and talk about it, and like, okay, okay, it can it. It was it was it was a spectacle, but uh, honestly speaking, I thought that uh, uh, the the game lived up to its uh, to its billing, and we we hoped that it was going to uh, lighten up. Uh uh, football in Zimbabwe and it did you know live live football match and uh, we enjoyed watching it and uh, 
Uh, well done to FC Platinum as well, you know, snatching that win. Uh, right at the right day. Right and, day. Uh, and, as and, well. and it, it really yeah. wouldn't be unjust uh, for them to win that game. Uh, Chris, uh, let's talk about Walter Musona. Uh, it's impossible not to talk about him. Mm. He scored two goals yeah. in yeah, this game. Yeah. Uh, but from a very broad perspective, you've got to say that it's performances like this at this stage of the season uh, that are going to have a lot of, uh, should I say, stock in the memory bank mm-hmm. when it comes to selecting the soccer star of yeah. the year. Because yeah. in the second half of the season, when it has mattered the most, Walter Musona has invariably been involved in the good stuff about mm-hmm. FC Platinum. And, and it's these big games, like you mentioned, that ensure that when that final list comes out, when people, when journalists are sitting down taking a look at the performances that they remember, it's kind of human nature to first of all think of the most recent performances and also human nature mm-hmm. to take a look at those performances. I think that we first of all have a lot more access to. So your games that are played at Barberfields at the National Sports Stadium where there's a lot more visibility Mm. they're live on TV, radio and the fact that they happen in such a fashion, I think also the the, the way in which these goals are scored, the the minutes I think it absolutely counts and Walter Musona it'll it'll be a crying shame if his name is not on that list and to be honest it'll be a little bit weird Barry, another one, Brian Bunder I mean he's been pulling strings in midfield and uh, Brian Bunder, (laughs) what he has he might not have the goals that Walter Musona has but he's had the consistency from day one. Yeah and, and, and the thing with uh, Brian Bunder, the man they call Bibiza, um, is that he's always involved, and yesterday he got himself an assist. Um, he's always involved, if not giving the assist, the penultimate pass mm. before a goal usually comes from Brian Bunda. I think he's working very well in that three-man midfield that's, that's, that, that sort of rotates uh, for FC Platinum. That we, you know, uh, Yesterday, I think he had Juan Mutuza in as opposed to Blessing Moyobisto, who was playing on the right, as, at right back. Uh, but you didn't see the change because Pahari and Brian Banda still moved with absolute grace. And I think Brian Bunda makes It shows you that FC Platinum is a, is a well-coached side because mm-hmm. I like the fact yeah. that you've brought in Barry you've, you've talked about uh, uh, the fact that uh, you had Blessing Moyo move to right back and of course uh, he was taking Gifton Wetty's place, uh, yeah. Gifton Wetty unavailable for this game, uh, but all the players that sort of like slotted into mm, the different mm, positions mm. knew how to play there, but yeah. just didn't know how to play there knew how to be effective yeah. in those yeah. positions. 100% and, and conversely, and I'm going to immediately go on to the parallel, you look at Highlanders I feel that Baltimore Brito got uh, Jose Brito got his selection wrong in the first half. Mm. I think that uh, Sterling Gala as a lone top man was, was a wrong choice. I think that he should have gone with Lionel Chikua who already has a, a, has a, been scoring a, goals. He's got, he's got a clutch of goals more than Sterling Gala. So his stats even support the fact that he should have been uh, starting. Instead, he was sat out on the bench. When he came on, what happens? Uh, the, it becomes a game of two halves because he comes on in the second half. Highlander suddenly seizes control of the game. I say suddenly, but we know why. Because Lionel Chikua is, is very mobile between the lines. And suits the and Highlander's way of playing. Yeah, 100%. Is your top man, and if you're going to play a top man, then play like you're playing a top man. They tried to play the same way as if Lionel Chigoa was there. Well, Alois, you've got to say with that victory. Uh, I remember, I think about uh, six weeks ago on the show, we talked about Highlanders being the potential kingmakers, uh, that they could be the ones to derail uh, the title chasing teams. They could be the ones to sort of like delay uh, the title party, as it were. In this case, they failed to do so. Is this the game that sealed the championship for Norman Mapiza's side? And people now just realise it's only a matter of time before it happens. Yeah, like I say, I think I think it's all over already. Uh, for me, FC Platinum are the champions. Uh, to be honest, yes, Islanders tried to do it, but uh, at the end of the day, they failed. They almost did it, 
they almost delayed a little bit, but uh, they, they failed. And uh, FC Platinum, have, for me, they've won the championship. There's no way. L- look, you need a consistent team that is chasing mm. to actually think about them. And, they can actually go to sleep now. And, they can actually and, go and, 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 and chase their bags and not win anything. Can, can I ask you this, yeah, though, Alois? I, I want to stay with you. Did <laughs> Baltimore, Brito and Highlanders show us a way of playing against FC Platinum, especially in that second half? Because what we have seen with the majority of teams that play against FC Platinum, they want to defend, they want to do that low block, they want to play very deep, they want to play on the counter-attack. But Highlanders showed in that second half that, you know, what if you take the game to FC Platinum first of all you can score goals which has been very difficult against that Norman business side and secondly you can cause them all sorts of trouble yeah I'd say we can we got Mike that Islanders for me they look like they are the team that are going to close the gap between FC Platinum and the rest of the teams if you look at the way they play if you look at the their trajectory where they are going you can actually see the improvement that they have made they've actually closed the gap on FC Platinum if you watch that game they've closed the game Come next season when it's fresh, when mm. you're starting the season, I don't think there will be 11 points behind FC Platinum. I, mm. I don't think so. It, it be it's going to be a very tight race next season with Highlanders. I don't know whether I'm wrong, but I still believe that Highlanders are the team that are going to give FC Platinum a run for their money or even pip them to the title. All right, uh, talking about uh, positive trajectories, let's talk about Ngezi Platinum mm. stars and their coach, Take Shua Chiragwe, stressed his side, need to keep their motivation level high by consistently winning matches following the impressive 3-0 win over ZPC Kariba at the Baobab on Saturday. Goals from Bruno Mtigo, Chirotenda, uh, Morasiranwa um, and Kada Ramin, who is back from the cold, wrapped up a maximum points from Adamburo who climbed up to fourth position on the league table. Let's hear from Gezi Platinum Stars coach Takeshaw Chiragui. I would like to thank the players uh, for uh, keeping the momentum believing in themselves and they're also playing at home uh, in front of our fans. I think it's very, very important. Uh, what motivates the players mostly is to keep on winning. So if you have consistent intent of winning the games, it will be easy for you when you're going for the next game because already you have got the motivation of saying you have won the last game. So we need to, 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 to win the game that we are playing. So I'm happy for them. Uh, take sure, Shiragui, there, Chris, uh, sounding uh, very positive, uh, mm. and uh, as he should be. Absolutely. Uh, because if you take a look at uh, Ngezi Platinum Stars, they seem to have turned a corner. I know we, we, we sometimes hesitate to say that because <laughs> we don't want to put the, the markers <laughs> on it. But them. they look like they've turned a corner because the results are now starting to come and the points are also flowing as well. Yeah, and what happens with that? Fourth position on the league table. They've had their fourth win in a row. They haven't lost at home for eight matches in a row. It's looking like this is something that's coming together interestingly with someone who's a caretaker coach at the moment and we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season but just in terms of the end of this season I think Ngezi Platinum has really shown what they're capable of and fingers crossed that this project in some way shape or form continues because fourth position let's say if they do finish the season on fourth I don't think it's anything to sniff at and I think that's a trajectory that you want to continue on for next season. Well, let's stay, stay with that conversation, uh, Chris, because, uh, you know, take short, Chiragui, he is uh, a caretaker coach. You rattled off a few stats there, and I'm going to throw another one as well, which is the fact that they are the form team right now in the league. If you take a look at the f- last five matches, uh, they are right there, up there with uh, FC Platinum in terms of points that they've won, but they're actually doing better than FC Platinum because... 
they've only conceded one goal. So there is a body of work that the hierarchy at Ngezi Platinum Stars can look at and say, you know what, we can make a brave call on this guy. Mm-hmm. Do you take take Shojaragui as the permanent coach for Ngezi Platinum Stars at the end of the season? Take a look at the body of work mm. after the shambles, and I'm going to call it what it was um, before he was made caretaker coach and uh, they let go of their previous coach. It was a shambles. Ngezi Platinum was not performing. They were sliding down. I think they were sitting in eighth or ninth position on the on the log table. For me, I think you give a, the coach who has consistently been there and rescued this team more than once from a shaky position. I think you do give him a chance and you give a timeline to that chance. I think what we've seen from Gezi Platinum is a bit of a knee-jerk. So yes, they will take the risk, but they're not going to stick with a risk and... Um, you know, whatever it brings for very long. So give him the job, but give it a timeline. Give it a timeline, Barry. Uh, when will they actually eventually, Barry, embrace a project? Because there sometimes seems to be the feeling that Ngeze Platinum Stars are really in too much of a hurry uh, to get somewhere. Uh, and they keep chopping and changing, chopping and changing. Different philosophies will obviously come through the door uh, when you're chopping and changing coaches. So at some point, they're going to decide, they're going to have to decide that, you know what, let's stick with this let's give it a bit of time and see where we end up because the last time they actually gave a coach time yep. it was Tondera Indiraya mm. and he finished in second place he, he, he did and uh, I think in his tenure won he the actually won Chibuku the Chibuku Chibuku Super, Super Cup, Cup as well, uh, as well. so uh, suddenly you've got silverware in the cabinet and, and things look like they're going in the right direction for me I think if they do take a, a, a gamble on uh, it's not really a gamble but if they do opt for Take Sure Chiragui to continue long term the club has to support him what do I mean support him. Number one, Kifton Kaduyira either. He goes back to the, the development side as uh, the full-time head coach for the development side or he becomes Tekshu Chiragui's assistant full-time. Yeah, He can't do both. That's number one. Number two, uh, bulk out or at least have a right-sized technical team. Yeah. Right now they don't. Uh, and it's working, but again, it's they're, 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 they're muddling through it and, and getting successful. Then the third thing is I think they need to look at their performance analyst and, and get a performance analyst who's going to be able to track those players uh, a little bit better and listen no slight on the on the work being done by the guy uh, who's there right now but right now performance analysis is everything so I think if they back him with, with that sort of support uh, they've got a good chance of success yeah I want to agree with Barry and Chris at the same time uh, both points you know uh Chiragui uh, has been there for a long time. The players know him. Even the boys that are coming from the development uh, side, yes. they already know him. They yeah. know what he wants. He's been doubling yeah, up there he as well. He's been doubling as well. So you, you have got a coach who has got uh, the play, knowledge of the players. The players know him. So basically, you are not teaching anybody something new. Yeah. They already know what is expected of them. So this continuity also helps. And then the, about the technical technical team, they need to beef it up. To be yeah. honest, yeah. you know you. You cannot have Kifron Kadura going to the juniors, coming back, and they've got the money, they've got the resources. Use the resources. If you want success, use your resources for the success. Yeah. Because it won't come if you're trying to do shortcuts and trying to save here and there. They've got the resources, use it. They've got the potential to actually be a successful team in Zimbabwe. All sure. right, Tanaka Mutare says Ngezi Platinum is the Chelsea of Zimbabwe in terms of firing and hiring <laughs> of <laughs> managers. Let's see the rest of your castle like a Premier Soccer League match day 29 results. Tedx with a 1 0 victory over. 
over Yada. Too little, too late for 10x. The basement boys, Harare City, edging out Black Rhinos 2-1 in a surprise result, that one. Especially if you consider Black Rhinos led at one point. Chicken in, thumping Bulawayo City 3-0 in a Bulawayo derby. Her rentals and Cranbourne could not be separated. It ended 1-0. Bulawayo Chiefs too good for Wawa 2-0. Caps United. 2-1 victors over Triangle. Alois should, of course, be smelling safety now for Makepe Kepe. Manika Diamonds going down 1-0. Frank Makarati with the goal in the 77th minute uh, for Dynamos. And Gezi Platinum stars thumping ZPC Kariba. And, of course, Highlanders going down to champions FC Platinum 3-2. Emma Gomeni. What does it mean FC Platinum have a comfortable... 10-point lead at the top of the table. The fat lady is clearing her throat and warming up in the wings. It's all but done. Dynamos are in third on 53 points. That's 11 points behind. Gezeblad and Stars are in fourth. Highlanders are in fifth. And Caps United are in the relative safety of 13th place. But the real thing about it is that they are now six points above the relegation zone. That is your Castle Premier Soccer League report quick break turn around and we talk cricket in our international sports from the front of the grid to the back of the net it's cfm sport international sports news roundup where the world comes out to play Let's talk cricket uh, where South Africa's David Miller says that they are feeling really confident ahead of the T20 World Cup this month despite their series loss to India. Miller's unbeaten 106 of 47. One of the finest mm. knocks you see was in vain as India won by 16 runs in Guwahati or Gujarati to take an unbeatable 2-0 lead in the three-match series. David Miller says losing the series will not affect the Proteus morale for the World Cup. Let's hear from him. If we have to be harsh on ourselves, you know, with our bowling department, they were really good the previous game, extremely good. Um, and tonight, they we're just slightly off in, in a few areas. But um, if we can just combine those two with the batting and bowling, um, you know, I think we've got a formidable team that we've been building over the last year and a half. Um, so it's just trying to, you know, align the bowlers and batters at the same game. Um, but saying that, I mean, there was over 400 runs to, you know, on the, on the game. So, um, you know, I don't want to be too harsh with the bowlers, but uh, I think they, they were they were a little bit, um, a little bit of uh, lack of execution at times. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, a few areas that we can work on, but uh, it is still leading up to the World Cup, so there's still still time. Uh, well, let's take a look back at the game. Uh, India posting a mammoth 237 for the loss of three wickets are being asked to bat first uh, with Suri Kumar Yadav standing out with his 22 ball 61. That, of course, a tour into the opposition bowling. Khakiso uh, Rabada, Wayne Parnell, Lungi Gidi and Enric Nohir gave away 201 runs in the 15 overs uh, combined. Now, Barry, uh, the chase, yeah, it, it was always going to come down to the power play mm. how you start when you're chasing down 237 or at least attempting to mm. you've got to get off to a fast start and South Africa had the worst 
start. They were 47 for three before the left-handed uh, pair of Miller and Quinton de Kock. Uh, and Quinton de Kock hitting 69, of course, put on an unbeaten stand of 174 to give the hosts uh, the scare. But, but the, they were me, behind the eight ball by then. 47 for three, you're already behind the eight ball. So, so I think that uh, each facet of the game and the statistics you just gave and the one that I, I gave just show that South Africa in every facet of the game were working independently of one another. There was nothing that was working together because the bowling unit was absolutely woeful. They're abject. 201 in their 15 overs, those bowlers you, you talked about. Uh, and then you look at the batting lineup at the top of the order looking a bit more like Zimbabwe and less like the Proteas. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the top order giving no platform to the rest of the batting lineup. So um, I think that the Proteas have got problems. I think it's fighting talk that David Miller is saying ah, we go into the World Cup confident but it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, uh, Chris, especially if you consider their run or form. Mm. Uh, he's talking big and uh, he's talking oh, yeah. great. We expect players to talk like that ahead of World <laughs> Cup tournaments, but uh, the results over the last few matches that they've played don't point to a side that other sides we're looking at uh, with fear. At all. Um, South Africa, I think, has been woeful when you take a look at their T20 record. They've only won four out of their last 11 T20s. So I think, yes, he, he talks a big game, but... Even if you're a player going into a World Cup off the back of that record, no matter what kind of performance in the most recent past that you've put up, I think it could be incredibly problematic. I think maybe there's a morale issue there as well. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, Mark uh, Boucher resigned from his role as Cricket South Africa men's head coach. And I think there's a little bit of a shaking that's taking place there. And morale, just the spirit of the team, I don't think is right. I think uh, Lungi Gidi coming back to captain the side really cool but outside of that I'm not sure what else is going in in the right direction for the Proteas at the moment. Uh, George S has got in touch and says South Africa are going to the World Cup. I don't expect much from them because they have always failed to perform well at the World Cup for many years now. So it's not just about the form Barry, yeah. it's also the weight of history <laughs> where uh, South Africa, the Proteas especially have been classically chokers at World Cup tournaments. They have. and then uh, Even with better size than this uh, one. Indeed. And then also if you look at their, their, their lineup, the chances are uh, most of the players that they're taking across to the World Cup haven't got the, the battle-hardedness uh, to go into a tournament and actually go there and make a fist of it. You look at Timber, Timber Bavumat, the likes of uh, 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 your your um, Wayne Parnells, your Anrik Nokia. Uh, yeah, they've been getting game time, but a World Cup is very is a very different proposition. And so, also with the hang-up that uh, um, Chris just talked about, Mark Boucher, he's uh, uh, seeming like, look, this is his, at the, after the World Cup, he's done. Um, I don't think you've got the stability that gives you a chance. I, I really don't. Right. Uh, let's uh, give you another result uh, from elsewhere. England's Mo and Ali. They say teams will fear facing England at the upcoming T20 World Cup after their 4-3 series victory in Pakistan. England pummeled Pakistan by 67 runs in the series decided yesterday after a clinical batting and bowling performance. Now, I know a lot of you are waiting to talk footy, but we got a few minutes before we get there. <laughs> but enough time for us to give you around the world in sixty. Hi, I'm JC Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in sixty seconds. International sports news. We tip off in Australia where Asia Wilson scored 19 points and Casey 
Kelsey Plum added 17 as the United States beat China 83 to 61 to win their fourth consecutive gold medal at the Women's Basketball World Cup. This was one of the most dominant teams in the America's American storied history in the World Cup that has now won 11 gold medals. Team USA have now won four straight gold medals for the first time ever. And the, we'll head over to the United States where week three of the NFL's headlining game saw Patrick Mahomes throw three touchdown passes to lead the Kansas City Chiefs to a 41-31 victory over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mahomes had all the answers for solving Tampa Bay's stingy defense, winning his latest matchup against Tom Brady in the stadium where the seven-time Super Bowl winner dealt him one of his most disappointing losses. And in brilliant news, if you're a Mercedes fan, it has been delayed. And I'm talking about Max Verstappen <laughs> clinching <laughs> the Drivers' Championship in Singapore. Sergio Perez held off Charles Leclerc to win a chaotic Singapore Grand Prix as Max Verstappen, like I said, was forced to wait to seal the World Championship after finishing seventh. Red Bull's Perez had to wait two and a half hours for his victory to be confirmed as stewards investigated him for leaving too much distance between himself and the safety car on two separate occasions during the race which also saw three virtual safety car deployments. There's a lot to get through and we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. It's probably brought to you by Zamoko. The Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. La Liga. Serie A. The English Premier League. The Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. Time for the Castle Lager World Football Report 0731168045. We might not even need to get into the stories and just read your messages. There'll be there'll be entertainment enough. 0731168045. Send your WhatsApp numbers through to us. Shall we start in the Australian Premier League, Michael? Maybe <laughs> that will be good, especially for United. Fans. All right, let's start in England, where Bournemouth drew nil with Brentford. Chelsea beating Crystal Palace. At 2-1, a fantastic uh, winner at the end of uh, Newcastle uh, beating Fulham 4-1. Uh, Liverpool drawing 3-0 uh, with Brighton at Anfield and it required uh, some gumption to do. Uh, and then Everton, 2-1 winners over Southampton. West Ham, 2-0 winners over Wolves and Wolves then sacked Bruno Large. Uh, they have uh, parted company with their coach, have Wolves after that defeat uh, to West Ham and then Leeds United and Aston Villa playing out a nil-all draw last night. Right, Arsenal fans, tune in. Arsenal manager, uh, Mikel Arteta, says he's he's a happy man after his side's a free, courageous and brave display against North London rivals. uh, Tottenham saw the Gunners register a 3-1 win to stay top of the table. They were phenomenal. I thought uh, from the beginning we went for it. Uh, we had amazing support. We created a great energy in the stadium, and um, and I think we deserve to win the game. And it's our way of playing. But we can attack in different ways. But obviously this is part of, of the way we want to play, and especially against this team that is so dangerous on the on the breaks. You need to be able to control the match. Um, I, I don't think there was any doubt, Chris, that we'd talk about Arsenal today, given our producers' uh, affinity. And affin- talk about it first. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, they deserve to be spoken about because yeah. they played phenomenal football against uh, a rival that would have made it difficult for them to break through, but they scored three goals. Yeah, they, they managed to score three great goals. And I think when you're taking a look at this Arsenal side and just the project that it's been, the type of football that they're playing, and I think coming against a Tottenham side, like you said, that was going to be difficult to break 
breakdown and the fashion in which they played around them I think was really really great and it's great to see them still sitting at the top after all this time <laughs> sitting at the top and smiling Alois and in truth um, Arsenal uh, Mikel Arteta is is a great story to talk about and we've talked about him ad infinitum because he's sitting at the top let's talk about Antonio Conte at uh, at Tottenham and uh, d- is is it sustainable the sort of football that we're, we're seeing him play particularly against the better sides because he has trademarked himself certainly in this iteration of Antonio Conte as an att- counter-attacking team and it didn't work on uh, on Saturday is it sustainable going forward? I don't think so. I don't think it's sustainable, especially in the EPL at the moment. Counter-attacking football is not working. What is working right now is working as a Manchester United football. fan. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, once in a while. It doesn't work for Manchester United all the time. Right. Yeah. Remember, it works for some of the games. Yeah. Yes, but not all the time. It's not sustainable. Like, uh, like, like I was saying, you need to play front foot football. The teams that are pressing, that are attacking, that, are, that want to play are getting more success. Conte was very successful with Chelsea because he was playing 4-3-3. They were front foot, uh, football player uh, team. They were very and dynamic. They were, yeah, they were very dynamic. But now this thing of Conte, I think he looked, he watched um, Spurs before he came. He saw how they were transitioning counter-attacking football with Song and Hurricane. And he also, wanted to come and at, adopt that. Yeah, It worked at Inter, so uh, I think that, 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 that he's... But, uh, he's not I, working I, I, also, I also want to put the blame uh, uh, squarely on uh, Antonio Conde. He reminds me a bit of Tundera uh, Indiraya here in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, uh, in terms okay, of let's uh, his, his approach, Arush uh, Gabora. Exactly. Uh, because exactly. for me, when you take a look at that Tottenham side, yeah. uh, and you take a look at the wealth of attacking talent yeah. mm. that's exactly. in that squad. Yep. Uh, and then the options that he has in that squad. For me, he should be able to set the team up positively. Yes. To attack a bit more, to be on the ball a bit more. He should be braver with some of his selections. Uh, I don't see how Bisuma, who was one of the standout box-to-box midfielders mm-hmm. in the league in the, in the league. last two seasons, yes. has suddenly become a bit part player because he chooses to go with ball winners yeah. uh, in yeah. the middle of the park. Uh, because surely if you're going to play Bentacore and Holberg, mm. uh, listen, you're not going to get much in the terms of creativity yeah. in the middle of the park. It's not to play, it's yeah. to mark. Yeah. mark. So, so for me, you've got to at least partner, whether you trust Bentacore or Holberg, mm. partner one of them with a Eve Besuma yeah. in midfield because yeah. he's going to give you that forward pass, that forward thrust, uh, and it's not always going to be counter-attacking uh, football uh, because what happens with counter-attacking football, as we saw in the two big games this past weekend, when you come up against sides that are set up very well, yeah. are structured, organized, and are communicating very well, as yes. we saw with Arsenal yes. and Man City, counter-attacking it football is not going to work. It's not going to work, and if they don't allow you to transition, then you, 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 you've you pretty much got nothing mm. left in your Arsenal, and uh, in truth, you then nullify the threat of players like Kulisevsky. Go brave! Yes, he has got the three attackers that are actually... Kane, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, he wants to use him. Richarlison, you can go for three attacking players You can use five. You can even use five. Remember, we all speculated that he would 
possibly go with three in attack at the beginning yes. of the season yeah. Yeah. because we were taking a look at the at the attacking talents, yes, but not yeah. so. Not you so. You can play with someone, Richarlison and Kane, in one at, at one go. But ah, guys. So Antonio Conte, very storied and experienced coach. Aruchka uh, Bora. Yeah, Aruchka Bora. So problematic. Shall we shall we cross over to Manchester, guys? Where I think that what we saw yesterday was uh, in some way a violation of the Geneva Convention somehow, uh, because I don't think you're supposed to to <laughs> to abuse a prisoner of war. Uh, it ended 6-3 to to the blue half of Manchester uh, Manchester, which is Manchester City. And Phil Foden says everything clicked for Manchester City as his hat trick took together with hurling Haulands uh, saw the citizens dish out a derby day thrashing to United halting any talk of rejuvenation from their rivals with a thumping 6-3 win let's hear from uh, Phil Foden's hat-trick partner Erling Haaland uh, who was pleased with the win yeah not bad uh, we scored six goals uh, yeah what can you say it's uh, it's amazing uh, to win home score six goals here and uh, yeah it's nice. You know, you, you can feel it all the time. You see the the passes we give each other. We always want to uh, go forward. We always want to attack. And this is what I love about the team, first of all. Uh, you know, we always want to, to go and to, to attack. And uh, yeah, it, in the end, it's amazing. Erling Holland there talking about the fact that uh, it... It, the supply that he gets it's just ridiculous uh, he's he knows the players that are around him but even when you've got good players around you Alois you've still got it and I'm speaking from a striker's perspective uh, you being one of the uh, one of the great ones um, the, the from a striker's perspective even if you've got great players around you you have to make the right runs and this boy makes the right runs oh boy okay yeah you you still have to make the right runs you still have to uh, to execute yes you know you still have to finish them you know he is a very good finisher yeah. you know, I think he is one of the best finishers I've ever seen in uh, in world football. That third he, goal, the, oh, the, goal that he, the goal that he got from De Bruyne, the yeah. cross that he got at the far post. Far post not yeah, every, yeah. not every, not every player can 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 get onto the end yeah. of it. Yeah. You know the bravery of sliding and perfecting the touch and changing the direction of the ball. Exactly. He didn't, he didn't just put his a leg there. He, he actually he had to make sure that it, it goes back yeah. into into the goal. It's, it was not an easy goal, but the best one was the. Cross from 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 forward, yeah. and he was on the run, and he just took it with his left. You you have to execute. You can make all the right runs and everything. You can have the best supply, but executes. if you can't connect, you cannot score. He is just. The he best finisher, he, the execution is out of this world. It's, it's ridiculous. And and then, <laughs> as if to add insult to injury, uh, Chris, and, and that's not to speak to you as a United fan. I'm just saying that. As if that wasn't enough. Uh, he gets two assists uh, and assists Phil Foden in, in two of his three his goals. goals. Yeah. Uh, I love what he said after the game. He was like, I oh, know, I just wanted to make him feel what I'm feeling quite regularly, which is how to get a hat. <laughs> Uh, and, and and that just shows that he's not only just a, a, a top man who you stick up there and puts mm. it away, he's actually playing for the team. So. He's an incredibly dynamic player and I think that's potentially what we can look forward to in terms of the longevity of his career is that he's not a, a one-dimensional player. He's not yeah. Mbappe yeah. who has one particular thing that he's <laughs> incredibly... Mbappe. Mbappe. <laughs> that he's really, really good at. And I think... 
watching him I think is a thrill globally for fans yeah. you don't have to be yeah. a Manchester City fan to appreciate the absolute talent that uh, Erling Haaland you is. could even be a Man United fan <laughs> 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 yeah well, well listen I, I think for me a phenomenal phenomenal player uh, but you've, you've got to give credit to that midfield that they have yeah mm. uh, you take a look at that ball I know you guys were marveling at at the finish yeah but if, for me I marveled more at the pass at the KDB. delivery the delivery I mean to be able to 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 pick out the run yeah and then from a deep position because it wasn't from the byline yeah. from a deep position and be the weight to, to, to cross it curl it yeah. with the right sort of weight to pick out Harlan and, and I think KDB as long as he's fit as long as he's firing uh, I think he's going to be the primary reason why Erling Haaland could break a lot of records this season yeah, in sure. the Premier League for because sure. yes. he is very good I mean he, he's, he's, his eye for a pass uh, he's Incredible. operating at a very very high level yeah. I mean there are very few players I think in the world that can pick up the sort of passes yeah. uh, that uh, KDB uh, picks up. I, I, I want you to also talk about, you talked about the midfield and you talked about KDB, but I, I truly believe there's an unsung hero in that midfield. And I'm not even talking about uh, Rodri, I'm talking about Bernardo Silva. Yes. Bernardo Silva, his ball carrying ability, I think allows, I think that's what allows it dismantles Man City yeah. so, to so, play. So what they have is that they've got different sorts of players, if you notice, uh, Man City. Uh, they've got Gundogan, who's able to sort of like uh, operate as a deep line deep playmaker. Player, yeah, yeah. Uh, then you've got a KDB mm. who operates from wide spaces. Uh, is very good on the ball technically. I mean, KDB is the perfect example of a manufactured player yeah. uh, who's able to do a bit of everything. Uh, has got sufficiently enough skill uh, to do this and that. He reminds me a bit of Steven Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's that, true. That, that's, uh, and then true. you've got uh, Bernardo Silva who's able to break the lines yes. with possession. Yes. He's able to drive carry. with the ball, carry the ball, st- the subtract guard. defenders mm-hmm. uh, and get into very dangerous positions. So that's the dynamism of that Manchester City uh, midfield. I mean, it must be a, a dream uh, as a striker to play with that sort of midfield behind you. Yes, yeah, it's I just want to ask a question, guys, yeah. about Holland. Yeah. Have you ever seen him offside? Uh, maybe, maybe a couple of times okay. a game. Yeah. Very, but very rare. Very, very, this very, game, he was very, not even offside one. Yeah. The, the VAR has tried to get him offside. <laughs> Did you see the way he runs? He never runs straight. And yeah. when he picks up speed, he, when he takes off, he takes off with so much confidence yeah. that the, the player that has got the ball know exactly where to put that ball. I think it makes the exactly. lives of, def- of, of midfielders like De Bruyne, yeah. uh, Silva, it makes their life he, so easy. Because he's so he always direct. curves his right yes, he all the always. time, and then by the time he hits the last line, he, he, it's the pass is just in time Ex- exactly. that he he can finish. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. That's our opinion of Manchester City. What's yours? Let us know. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Oh, this is thanks Mudzimba's opinion. He's out in Goromonzi now. Uh, get your dictionaries, guys. Out. <laughs> <laughs> And they zone out that premature subterfuge, uh, pulling fast ones over a smattering or morsel of the big six. United are still head and ears in a car wreck, <laughs> compelled by a sonorous and remugiant Etihad swarm. City ravished and torpedoed United with draconian prejudice, ah! bereaved them of life and sent them to the next life with teasing, ah! yet almighty yes. Ah! Oh boy, we had a banquet of otherworldly footy. Oh. Oh, that's oh, my days! Oh. That's brilliant! <laughs>
Thanks for Zimba needs to be I the news Putting it all together. You know, if I was if I was a news editor, I would get this guy to actually just write a column. Feature one hundred percent every week. Don't try and get him to be a journalist. No, no, no. Just get him to write almost for from an inter sports entertainment perspective. I mean, he'd get a lot of a lot of interaction. Captain John Kambarami says, guys, Holland and Chicago. What a brilliant player this season. Most of the records, Holland is going to break them. Mark my words, I am sticking to it. I don't think you'll find a lot of people who will disagree with you. Give the evening sports team. You're not pregnant, but you always deliver. Keep it up, <laughs> says that message. As Manchester United may be hazardous to health if supported to excess, the operation of machinery or driving after watching Manchester United games is not advisable. Not for persons under the age of, of 18. As if you support be responsible, yeah. not for pregnant women. <laughs> Those are support the, at your own risk. Support <laughs> at your own risk. Anzi, this one here, as we just wrap up these messages, there's so many that are coming in. Anzi, I think man knew Yagas later three near Lucky Chairo. Anzi, because penalty Yavaga Piwa was not even a penalty. You know that match didn't feel like a derby. Anzi, right or boa? Well, right boa for those possibly who are supporting Red. But in truth, just the footballing tactics, the ability of players on the field certainly made it for an entertaining affair uh, the very league standings are there for Arsenal stays on top 21 points Manchester City hot on the heels on 20 points there in second and third is Tottenham sitting on 17 points Brighton is in fourth on 14 points uh, in the Europa positions Chelsea and Manchester United and then uh, in the conference the Europa conference uh, position is Newcastle no doubt that will change uh, as the season progresses tonight Leicester City takes on Nottingham Forest Let's go to Italy. The Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, you'll have a go. Oh, it's scores! Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma double their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli 2-2 two two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful, the best of Italian football on Z. Your Serie A weekend results, uh, Napoli 3-1 winners over Torino, AC Milan uh, 2-1 winners over Empoli, Lazio 4-0 winners over Spezia, while Lecce and Cremonese couldn't be separated, it ended one apiece. Monza 3-0 winners over Sam- Sampdoria, Sassuolo, two good for Salernitana, they beat them 5-0. Atalanta 1-0 winners over La Viola, Fiorentina, and then uh, Juventus beating Bologna 3-0. But Roma defender Chris Smalling uh, said he was pleased to be on the squad. Sheet as his header in the second half helped his side seal a 2 1 victory at Inter Milan. Uh, football. Here's football pundit Gabriel Marcotti, uh, who says Roma's win is a typical Jose Mourinho win. 
Uh, there was no Jose Mourinho for, for Roma. Uh, he was he was in a van uh, with an iPad, apparently, sending instructions um, from outside the ground. Uh, but this was huge for Roma because, if you recall, just before the break, they played Atalanta. They battered Atalanta. They lost 1-0. Jose got sent off and, and, and why was suspended today. Roma, I saw pretty minimalist, dropping Tammy Abraham. He went with Zagnolo, Dybala, uh, and uh, and then Pellegrini coming in from behind. And and I saw Mourinho, even though he, was, he wasn't physically there, uh, I thought this was very much a Mourinho victory, kind of, you know, kind of taking advantage of those opportunities that the opposition gives you. See. Roma beating Inter Milan and uh, Marcotti there say, saying that it's, it's a typical Jose Mourinho uh, victory. But for me, I think that Roma at times actually played some good football there. They do. They actually a very good, a very good side. It's only that uh, consistency is not uh, is not with them. But I actually believe that they are a very good side. If they're consistent, they keep uh, pushing forward. They can actually challenge for the championship. Mm. They almost did. You know, they almost flattered last season. We thought that they can they can actually be up there. But I still believe that they can. They have a very capable squad. They can actually push for the championship. Very good side. They play good football. Let's hope that they can maintain that because we are staffed of a different championship <laughs> in Italy. It, there seems to be a changing of the guard in Italy. But I think yeah, Man United uh, fans, you know, you were, not, you were not complaining when Fergie was dominating. <laughs> no, you were not asking no, for... No, oh, thank you. Let, you know yeah, what Fergie was let's doing? Let's have different teams with the Premier League. What Fergie was doing was... You know, what Fergie was doing, he wins two and he, he misses out on one, two. Then he wins another one, then he misses one, then he misses two, three, four. Yeah, it was better. It was can like Can I give you an interesting stat? Up there. Uh, can I give you an interesting stat, though, Alois? Mm. Uh, to support the fact that the cha- there's a changing of the guard, uh, there have been, I think, in the last four years, four different winners of the Coppa Italia. So that just ah, that's a Coppa sign Italia. that dominance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sign that <coughs> what you've got is that the teams that are the league. But, <laughs> but but the last three years, uh, Alois, uh, have they not uh, had uh, different winners? Yeah. Different winners. I think it's two. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, AC Milan, COVID, uh-huh. Inter Milan. Yeah. Juventus. Juventus, yeah. Yeah, but there's Juventus. That's three. Yeah, but yeah. Juventus. Because I'm saying Juventus. Just like English Premier League. So tell me, tell so me. Juventus doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Juventus must not get <laughs> up there. They must so get out. I don't it's, want them. It's the same Indian. thing with England. In the last decade, okay, who's won the league? Yeah. City, uh-huh. Chelsea. Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah, one of the same three. thing. So, so it's always going to be dominance. Nah, uh, but you have, you have one winning is nine times in a row. <laughs> okay, so, nah, man. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, nine-time winner is now having a few struggles. Hey, let's go and text one tonight. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about La Liga uh, and uh, the Bundesliga as well as France tomorrow. Uh, so don't miss out on tomorrow's show because we've fresh run out of time. We'll catch you tomorrow. May God rest in peace. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And Andy, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis. Right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport 
on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station. My station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.